What is up, Internet? Randy King here with episode 21 of the Randy King Live podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for coming to episode 21. I can't believe I'm on 21 episodes of this thing already. It was a concept I came up with five months ago, and we just had nonstop guests. It's been pretty, pretty crazy. So uh, today I have an excellent guest on the show. Some have actually met in person, which is a nice change of events. Um, <laughs> Somebody that I've been following for a while as well and has, has definitely went from uh, one position to another position in this world, which is really, really cool. But before I talk about my cool guest, I need to tell you about the show. So maybe this is your first episode of the Randy King Live podcast. Maybe you have no idea who I am and you follow our guest here. I want you to understand the format of the show. So the format of the show is very simply, this is a debate-based podcast, not an argument-based podcast. In the new world of social media, those words seem to be synonyms, and they are absolutely not. So what I mean by that is debate is a structured format where we are going to talk about our point and only our point for X amount of time. I am going to pigeonhole myself and my guest into their side of the topic. So very frequently in these debates, the answer is both. It's almost always both. But the point of the show is to show you the black side and the white side, because as most of us know, most of life exists in the gray, right? So I want you to understand one side of the argument, and then uh, my guest will want you to understand the opposite side of the argument, and then you get to form your own opinion on the topic going forward. That way we're not spoon-feeding information. If you would like our actual thoughts on this, so if you do want to spoon feed, which is totally okay as well, you can jump over to my Patreon at the $5 level, patreon.com slash randykinglive, and all the final thoughts for every episode exist behind that paywall at the $5 level. So there's a couple of rules to the show before we get started, and I'll introduce my lovely guest. Number one is we start as friends, we leave as friends. Again, as I said earlier, social media has made everybody just at each other's throats, especially in the industry we're in where... People's safety is on the line. People tend to get really tribal about what they believe, what they don't believe. And everybody's talking their talking points, but nobody's trying to increase the conversation. Again, that's what we're trying to do here. So rule number one is we start as friends, we leave as friends. Rule number two is I sent ahead of time a wink 25 minutes before <laughs> the show started, uh, a list of logic fallacies that we are not going to violate in this episode. So there's 15 logic fallacies. If you want to know what those fallacies are, I recommend jumping onto episode one. I go over each fallacy independently so you can understand it and you can do the user portion of the show. There are some fallacies that debates use that I am not using on purpose. The 15 that I sent are the 15 that we're going to use. Uh, all other ones are irrelevant because these are the 15 I find push the conversation forward. If you, so in this debate, we might get into it, right? Because that's what we're doing. It's a, it's a debate, right? So we might get a little heated and fun. So we might not be paying attention to logic fallacies. So you as the listener, this is your job. Listening to the show, watch episode one. If you find a logic fallacy that we missed. So um, minute 23, Randy says this. That's a logic fallacy. I want you to send me the fallacy. You will debate and tell me why it is a fallacy. If I agree, which I have before, then I will help you promote whatever you're doing. So listen for logic fallacies. I will pay for my crime and push-ups. While I'm doing those push-ups of my logic fallacy, Didn't I will it used make... to be burpees? I'm just no, saying. it was never burpees. It was oh. always push-ups. Yeah, I would <laughs> never be burpees. Uh, I, I will make whatever mouth noises you want me to make while I'm doing those push-ups to support your business, website, blog, or whatever you're looking for. So pay attention to the show. You could get a ton of free advertising, uh, and you can also watch me suffer, which is fun for everyone, right? Uh, all right. Bringing out to the show today is Beth. Beth, can you please give the listeners 
something about you. Something about me. Sure. Yeah. Hi. Uh, so um, I am based in Los Angeles by way of Philadelphia, Texas, LA. I've lived in a range of places. I keep working south and westward. Um, I am in love with cities and urban exploring. I've been doing that since I was a child, much to my parents' chagrin. And I have to say that is what has gotten me into like the, 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 um, the desire to understand violence dynamics, uh, conflict dynamics, uh, how to walk down the street without, you know, getting assaulted, mugged, whatever, that kind of thing. Um, there's some, can I, I can curse on this show, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, let it go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's some shit I had to figure out by the time I was 10 years old, right? And so... Um, as my own kind of, I got into martial arts in high school and then teaching self-defense. I really, we we're talking about my, my class asphalt anthropology. It's really about like, what does someone need to know just to get from A to B? If you have to walk from home to the metro to, to work, like what are the things to look out for just like really day to day? So that we, we incorporate um, things that you're familiar with. There's a lot of Rory's ConCom that's pulled from it, understanding violence. But it's also street dodges. Like what do you do when there's two guys triangulating you on the sidewalk? Like what can you physically do, emotionally do, mentally do? And like, one of the biggest questions I get all the time is, do I make eye contact with someone who's targeting me? So it's those really practical nitty gritty things. So that's what I'm up to these days, teaching that class. That's awesome. So it's called Asphalt Anthropology, which by the way, genius marketing name, just such a good, such a good okay. name. <laughs> uh, and and I don't want to, so some people get offended by this, but you're saying you're teaching more of the soft skills, more of like the awareness and what to do body language kind of stuff, or are you also breaching into the physical part as well? In that particular class, it yes. is only it's not it's not physical, which okay. I love because it gets me in front of people who might otherwise not want to do a physical class. But here's yeah, some skills they can use. Um, but it does bridge into like then people have me back. They're like, well, we really want to kick and punch. Like mm -hmm. it gets them kind of curious. So then I come back and I teach those classes. And then I do teach classes. Um, that's a whole other set. I teach a class to uh, some ladies living in a mission on Skid Row where we it's physical first and then we bring sure. in some of these dynamics because that's a whole other kind of so um i kind of do the core do like the both both kind of flip side of sure. people living in the city and how they experience it so Sounds that answer your question i just I it, it. It. Okay, no, no. answer my question that's great so we're gonna jump so i'm definitely gonna have you on talking to savages so we'll get into all of that at some point oh, but, yeah, yeah. but right now i just want to jump into the i actually the question it's not your fault uh we're gonna jump into the debate so the debate topic we have chosen today is, is using CCTV video a useful training tool? Is that correct? That's what we agreed on? I don't know about, is useful or, couldn't we both agree it's useful, but I think- Well, no, my the, job is to not agree on whatever side you pick, <laughs> so. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know if useful is what I want to debate though. It's like kind of more, the eth more the ethics of it, right? So, oh, that's so. This is a much different debate than I thought, which is why I cleared up uh, on uh, the screen here. Switch and bait, or bait and switch on. Sure. Playing. All right. So, so bear with us, uh, <laughs> listeners. We didn't quite have a, the agreement that I thought we had on the topic. So, uh, one more time, then we'll do this. Just do this live. Uh, yeah. So, you would. So, is video useful as a teaching tool? You say that's not what you want to cover. You want to cover is video is CCTV useful ethically as a training tool? That's more of a yes or no question. What about if we debate the ethics of using CCTV as a training tool? 
what we want, yes or no, right? So you take the yes side, I take the no side. That's the goal of the debate, ah. right? We want a positive and a negative, so. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Right, I'm trying to be too nuanced, okay. Yeah, and that's not going to work. That'll work in final thoughts, but that's not going to work here. Okay. So, like I was mentioning to the, to the listeners again, right, we want to make sure you are in whatever side of the debate is, so. Does that work for you as a topic? Totally. Okay. I will paint myself in that corner and come out swinging. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. That, that's the whole point of the show. So like I said earlier, mostly it's about, yes, both. So uh, the question will be then, if we can agree, is, is video, is CCTV video specifically useful as a teaching tool? We can debate the ethics of it back and forth. You can bring this debate wherever the hell you want. Does that make sense? Down. I'm down with that. Yeah. Awesome. Right, I'm going to start the clock now. You have up to four minutes, but you don't have to take all four minutes. You have up to four minutes to do an opening statement starting now. Great. Okay. So um, I am pro. I am pro using CCTV uh, video because I, I, I've worked with so many people. We talk about a scenario, we describe a scenario, and they're like, yeah, well, if I was in that situation, I would do this. Mm -hmm. And it really kind of, it shows how vulnerable we all are in terms of I'm walking down the street and this guy like kind of steps around the corner and starts walking right at me. What do I do? And even though people think that they have this plan, the deer in the headlights comes out and you can see it in the video and, and people freeze people, you know, and sometimes and when I use video, we talk about, I always preface it with, you know, what did this person do really well and where could they do better? Mm -hmm. And so we talk about like what they did well. But, you know, honestly, the reason they're in, in this class video is because something went really bad. Yes. So the goal of, of me using the video for this is to kind of um, help us all understand that like when the shit's hitting the fan and the, we're the deer in the headlights, I'm mixing my metaphors here, um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we kind of don't know what we're talking about. And until we kind of get a sense, and not every scenario is going to be the same, but um, until we, like, have a sense of how the bad guy operates, mm -hmm. then, you know, we, we kind of just are, really don't know what we're saying. Um, and then the other piece of that is I personally, and I don't know if this is playing both sides of my mouth in, in this debate, but... Um, I really, it's all, for me, it's about focusing on the pre-attack cues. Like, okay, here's this guy, he's walking down the street. Oh, he suddenly pivoted, he's coming right at you. Um, and then, you know, I'm not really big on like, okay, he's, he's coming on you and then like watching him beat on somebody for 10 minutes. Like that's, um, that's where I kind of peace out. Sure. So um, it's, it's incredibly valuable because most people don't feel or don't think like a bad guy. And so when they mm -hmm. see the behavior, they can't necessarily recognize it. So it's about getting folks like used to oh, that's what targeting looks like. Oh, that's a big empty sidewalk and this dude's coming right at me. Right. So there's my, that's my opening. Awesome. So counterpoint, I, as if you didn't know on the show, I always take devil's advocate side. So I'm taking the devil's advocate side. Uh, and, and literally all my videos have CCTV video in them, but I'm taking devil's advocate side for this. So uh, I'm going to argue, I'm going to debate that uh, using CCTV is not as particularly helpful for self-defense situations. And I am going to pull the sneaky card of defining self-defense versus martial arts right now. Self-defense is about the client. Martial arts is about uh, a system and is about becoming the best version of yourself or whatever is the definition I like to play with. If we use definition of self-defense, which you nodded to, sucker, is, uh, is about you, then no CCTV video has any credence on you. It's not about you. You're not the one targeted. You can't learn what, by pretending to see what a, other, another person did and trying to use that to extrapolate what might happen to you is 
not as effective as people like to think it is. So every hunter hunts different. So when everybody says like, I, and you know this too, and I'm sure I'm going to hit some bugaboos in your head as well. But when people, uh, we talked about this before the show, like, should I make eye contact? The answer is, yeah, it depends, right? Like some, some predators love a challenge. So every hunter hunts different, right? So I, in a self-defense scenario, CCTV might not be an effective teaching tool because you're showing how other people should have dealt with stuff, but that person was selected for the reasons they were selected. You will be selected for the reasons you are selected. It's very hard to mirror those two things together. Beth. So when we look at a video and we see someone being selected for whatever reasons, it's not so much, you know, there's, there's one video I keep kind of picturing in my head as we talk about this is it's of an older gentleman who is uh, sucker punched by a young guy. Sure. And so I would clearly like, you know, different demographic, you know, all this stuff. So I don't have the illusion that I would be um, targeted for, for the same reasons, mm -hmm. but you know, here's how the bad guy operates. So in that particular video, um, is this a fallacy because I'm being awfully specific? Or no, 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 totally fine. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all paranoid. Got to play by the rules. <laughs> you're allowed to reference stuff as long as your reference doesn't end the conversation. You could say like, I read a study from Harvard, but you can't be like, and so it's Harvard, so we're done here. Does that make right, sense? Exactly. Oh, so okay. you're just using this as a reference. That's okay. Yeah. So, so in this example, it's an older gentleman walking down the street uh, t uh, uh, away from the camera and the bad guy is walking towards the camera and the younger guy like jukes the older guy. Like, you know, I, we can't hear what he's saying, but he jukes him. And the older man like steps back, creates distance, does all this great stuff really well. And then the moment passes and the man, the older man turns his back and keeps walking. And then the younger guy follows him and he has like a backpack or something in his hand and he wails him in the head with this mm -hmm. backpack and it, and it drops him to the ground. Um, guy was okay. Guy got arrested. So happy ending in one respect. Um, so it's not about like, oh, I'm the demographic of that older man, but like, right. oh, here's how the bad guy works. He's like doing the interview. It's so we kind of talk about like a lot of the pre-attack stuff, the interview things ahead of time. Now here's an example. This is what it looks like. Um, this is what, how a bad guy operates. So sure. yeah. But that's how that bad guy operated in right. that situation with the things given in that situation. So, and this is really hard for me because I'm definitely, this is not my regular stance on this. So uh, in the situation then, right? So, okay, older gentleman comes back. You could, is it more, so we're saying is video an effective teaching tool? That's the debate now that we figured it out. Is that more powerful seeing somebody you don't identify with get attacked from behind when they do something incorrectly than just telling somebody not to turn their back on a person they don't know? Like, is that a more effective strategy? You know, okay. And this is where I personally grapple with stuff because sure. what I do, and, and for a while I showed the video where it hits the guy and the guy drops Yeah, and the room would go like, like jaws would drop. Right. Um, granted, this is this is stuff you would see on the evening news too. So mm -hmm. it's not like I'm out there looking at like violence porn, sure, weird yeah. sites, and pulling stuff. Um, I am totally all the time. So that's totally <laughs> no judgment for me. But keep going. <laughs> this this is stuff that you know you'll you could see on the news if you so choose. Um, but what I what I started doing with that particular clip is right before the guy hits the older man, like you see it swinging. I cut the video right there. And so to go back to your question in terms of is it, isn't it just as effective to tell them versus show them, I don't think so. I, you know, even by cutting it, even by not seeing the contact mate and that poor man just drop like a sack of potatoes, mm -hmm. even without that, like the room just goes, <gasps> it just really, you know, does, sure. has 
visceral effect, which, you know, I'm not, and this is a whole other debate, you know, the use of fear in, in self-defense. Um, well, that's my next move here. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 there's, there's that kind of thing, but it, it, it brings it more real. And it kind of, again, it takes it out of, well, you know, if so-and-so, I mean, how many times have you heard, you know, you, you go through a class and you're working on something and you just hear, well, I would just do this. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, then do it. Like, you know, I don't see this happening. So. Sure. Yeah. So then let me ask for this particular specific example. Were there people in that group of that class who fit the attack pattern, who fit the victim of that, of that video? And, and, sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, well, there there was yes. Sorry, you're glitching yes, out. Uh -huh. Okay, how just, many people? How many people yeah, in that? Okay. How, okay, you get how many people in that group fit the profile of the older guy? In a group of let's how say many, twenty on average. Uh, on average, probably. Oh, it depends on the group I'm doing it for, but for my public class, maybe a good fifteen percent. Sure. Okay. So fifteen. So for fifteen percent of the people in the room. You are making a solid point. For the other 85% of people, you're creating fear that of a fear that might not have happened to them and probably won't happen to them because of the type of attack that the person selected for that particular victim. So I'm, I don't want to use circular logic, but every hunter hunts differently. So when we're doing this, I, I'm, again, having to debate this point. At, not ethically, but showing the video, aren't you now creating problems in people's heads that didn't exist? And isn't that a little bit fear-based? Aren't you being like, oh, you didn't even know this would happen. But you know what? It might not happen to somebody who does not fit that demographic. So for 50% of the room, bang on. But for the rest of the room, are they gaining a benefit other than just, oh, that's horrific. I should give more money to this person. Oh, my God. That sounds so dastardly. That's <laughs> <laughs> my job. <laughs> So in, 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 I do use a range of videos. So, you know, there are different demographics represented um, with different types of crime. Now, do I have like that particular targeting thing with various demographics? The answer is no. We'd probably be there all day looking at videos. Of course, yes. Um, but I, I do want to say the people that take my class. Um, so, so the class that I've created, this class that I've created, it's I live in a particular area in LA and I work in a particular area of LA and I'm back and forth on the Metro that like, it's just all sketchy as fuck. And the videos come from the neighborhoods that I live and work in and that my um, clients live and work in. Awesome. So I'm not in, you know, some small town USA where this is less likely. I mean, a, a, a bad guy's a bad guy, right? No matter mm -hmm. where you are. Um, in places that I frequent, there's just a higher concentration of them. So you kind of have to be a little bit more on your toes. You know, when I go to, you know, other places, even just Pasadena, I was there uh, a few days ago teaching and like nice empty sidewalks and no one's on them. I'm like, oh, this is nice. But, you know, in the, in the particular areas that I frequent and the examples that I show, um, where it's like a much more dense environment, there's a lot more happening. Um, there's populations that are just much more violent, um, by 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 nature so um it's it's not like i'm chasing down you know people in in more safer environments saying hey watch this video um right. and and i think that's one reason i don't do a ton of this on social media i'm really mm -hmm. hesitant i'm i'm slipping into arguing your side of things because <laughs> 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 i feel like it's it's what i what i'm doing and those videos i show are very specific to the neighborhoods yeah. that my clients frequent
Which I think is a huge point, too, because that was going to be my next point, was geotagging, right? Like, are you showing videos from Brazil when you're teaching somebody in L.A., right? But so you're already doing that, which is good. Um, and I don't want to make this seem like – I'm going to pause this real quick here. I don't want to make this seem like you have to defend yourself. We're defending this in general, like using it. So it's not just like, Bev, you did this, because that's yeah. actually a fallacy. That's an ad hominem or attacking strongly. Uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is, like, in general uh, as a tool. So – I think I'm gonna go back to resuming now. Uh, in general, I don't think people like. I'm glad you geotag, but I, I'm sure people don't. And so people are using a drum up business, including myself. I show video from everywhere. I don't know where the video's from, and I yeah. say, "Oh, this is this, and this is this, and this is this." Uh, that's di it's not disingenuous. It's important, but in for my debate, it has to be. So that's wrong, and I'm doing it. Um, but when we go with this, then the there's just so this showing video especially in a clip because that's all you have from YouTube and that's the resource you have. It's just so indicative of the soundbite generation that we live yeah. in. Yeah. You don't get to see the whole context before, after you just get to see the parts that were put on YouTube. Right? So we don't see the preface. We don't, we see whatever happens, the action, and we don't see whatever else happened. Right? So yes, you can say like in this snapshot of time, in this soundbite, like these are the things that happen, but why was this person selected? You're not going to see that, right? Um, one of my favorite things when people talk about uh, self-defense is, oh, make sure you walk with confidence. I'm like, that's kind of bullshit advice because you don't know how long you've been followed by your attacker. Right. Right? You could have been stalked for three weeks and they're, and then you'd pretend to act tough. Like, no, I know you. I'm dating yeah. you or whatever their craziness is, right? So I think that it there are better teaching tools out there because you don't have the entire context of the video you just have the part that was edited for views on youtube and or the news yeah well I, I, another example of that and this isn't actually video i use um and the videos i use are to illustrate you know yeah. different concepts sure. um but there, there was one a clip that got pretty famous maybe a year ago of a man here in la who was pushed by someone into the street and a bus wound up, wound up hitting him and it made national news. It wasn't just a local story. Right. Um, and that clip's gotten shown over and over. And, you know, what uh, kind of my issue with the way that was used is there was like longer context of the video of this dude juking, like a lot of people going, like everybody that was coming down the street, he was, you know, juking them. And, you know, for whatever reason, when he did it to this guy, you know, it just, things went south for, right. for this poor man. So, you know, to your point, you know, yes. I mean, do we have 24 seven? We're not following the person around and, and checking their whole profile. We, we don't have that, no. No. but really it's more about like, what is the predator's actions? What are mm -hmm. they thinking? And that's where I see the value because I, I don't, well, except for when I did violence dynamics and we went to the mall and we did this whole creepy stalking thing. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like when you do that and it flips the switch. And right. so just doing that exercise alone helped me think, okay, that's how a bad guy works. And so mm -hmm. in lieu of me taking people around and telling them to stalk people and being really right. weird, and creepy, like here's an opportunity because, you know, it's something that people are just so shocked by bad behavior and I think I'm I get a little shocked by their shockedness right, sure, sure, um yeah. and so you know I'm not showing them anything that is again not on the evening news but it's like I, I want to be able to help them understand what they're seeing because the context you're talking about is missing so many mm -hmm. times sure, the violence came out of nowhere it was you know undeserved and clearly you know in these cases it's totally undeserved it's completely mm -hmm. unprovoked 
but like what's that bad guy doing before it happens right. yeah. because that's that's like the the seconds that can buy you time and so those are the things that you know people should be looking for when they're looking at video and you know I'm with you on the cons or actually you didn't bring it up, but I'll, I'll just skip ahead. Like, you know, my concern of let's just watch this people get punched. And now like, okay, that person got punched. Here's what they should have done and how they mm -hmm. should have countered. I don't really find that helpful. Sure. Um, I find it more like the pre-attack stuff. So that's right. Yeah. We're talking, I'm talking. That makes sense. And I find it funny because I think that in this debate, it, it actually works better for the physical stuff and not the pre-attack stuff because you, the physical stuff is always shown on the video, right? They're always going to put, that's the, that's the clickbaity stuff. Yeah. But digressing then, you mentioned that you did a, you did a course with violence dynamics, which I happen to be a coach at. And yeah. we did, uh, and we did, uh, the mall walk, which is the creepy yeah. stalking thing. And I'm sure Tammy's the one that made you be creepy because that's kind of her jam. Um, and so, that alone, I think, is better as a teaching tool in video for the purpose of learning style. Now, with video, you only get the visual learners. But with doing it in real life, you get the visual learners, the tactile learners, and the audio learners. Because yep. the people are saying it, they're doing it, and they're going. So while video might be a teaching tool, I think there's better teaching tools out there for this, i.e. playing the game. I can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just more fun anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, to, but to argue with that, you know, if, if you've got limited time with folks and this sure. is kind of their introduction, you know, they're not going to necessarily invest the time to go to the mall. There's, there's, that, that's kind of more advanced classes I've done with folks. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's, you know, you can't, or maybe one could. I just haven't been successful in just having people jump into that and let, let's go with that. Yeah. I I can't disagree with that. Like I said, I'm, I'm arguing a point I don't actually believe right now. So, uh, <laughs> so I have to just like grab anything I can grab at to make this happen. All right. Uh, so then I think the last thing. So I said uh, the fear-based thing, the geotag thing. Uh, I think teaching the physical stuff. And it's, so that's so – oh, right, three minutes. So why don't we do closing statements right now? So you get to have your first closing statement of why you believe that video is a good teaching tool. Yeah, so video is a great teaching tool <laughs> in that <laughs> – in your face, Randy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> video is a great teaching tool. Um, I think the things that you mentioned uh, in regards to context and where is this happening, those are things that people need to be critical of when they're looking at video. So if I just blindly show you a video without some kind of context – this is something that's happening in Brazil and that's, you know, a certain crime wave happening. You know, people should be critical of that. Um, in, in lieu of that, if you're watching something about your environment, about um, a crime that you might be susceptible to, whether, you know, it's because you're older or younger or a woman or whatever, yeah. you know, those are things to be able to understand. This is how the bad guy is going to physically target me. This is how he's going to get closer. These are the little creepy things he's going to do. And, you know, it gives you a chance. Actually, there's people we see in videos that handle things really successfully. Mm -hmm. So we don't just show all of the, you know, the bad things. And so we, we dissect and talk about those things, too. So the more you can become familiar with these contexts without putting yourself in harm's way you're just going to be at a greater advantage awesome i actually have one more point that i forgot to say oh. uh, <laughs> right so i'm gonna i made my closing <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it now you can reclose that's fine uh so the, uh, the last thing i want to say was that you don't know that we don't know the quality of the sample size of the video so yeah. really really good predators don't get caught on video 
-hmm. So using this as a staple of this is how things are going to happen is also disingenuous because a really high-level predator is going to look for CCTV. They're going to do other things. They're going to make sure things happen. So we only have video collective people who are inexperienced enough to get caught on video. One, videos, cameras are everywhere. Seriously. Yeah, okay. Uh, Okay. And we have... it may not be a, a complete sample size, but it's it's pretty darn big. And, you know, if you want to qualify the video with like, okay, here's how low to medium level experienced predators work, we could do that. Um, but there's sadly no shortage of videos that we can we can look and study from. You're right. The Ted, the Ted Bundy's of the world. You know, I don't know. What would Ted Bundy do today? Like. He'd still take a secondary crime scene controlled with no cameras for sure, right? Like there's no, yeah. right? So... I don't know. I'm trying to think of a place in my environment that doesn't have cameras. And to get there, you're going to yeah. be in a camera-rich environment. Well, sure. I, I, I agree with that. But uh, being in the camera-rich environment, just because it's it's caught and shown doesn't mean it's usable, right? You're All, all we're looking at right now is the usable stuff where people are willing to do the thing in public, right? And that's that's a whole different skill set. Well, no. You opened up another can of worms. Sure. Go ahead. Which is, um, and this is an older scenario, uh, James Bulger was a little boy. Now, I'm not being specific to my community, um, but James uh, Bulger. I'm going to stop you. Sorry. Did I say Deb? I'm sorry. Bev, we're going to stop you. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. We're going to stop you. This is going to go on final thoughts. We're actually done with the. Ah, got it. Okay. That's okay. We're not done talking. I'm not, I'm not over this yet, but uh, the show usually has to be about half an hour. We're already running kind of late because of the Ah. undefinition. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this free portion of the podcast. Uh, please, Bev, please tell everybody where they can get a hold of you. Give us your website and stuff. Yeah, sure. So you can find me at uh, metrofinishingschool.com is my website. Um, I'm active on Instagram. I do um, videos. I do posts, things like that. Um, what you're going to find from content from me is um, I hope to be kind of – it's not about fighting back, but it's more about being mm-hmm. proactive, how to own your environment. So I walk around environments and talk about – how not to get mugged while I'm not getting mugged. Sure. Yeah. And I, I love them. I watch all the videos. You were part of that series with uh, Diamond Arrow Group and Insight Training. Oh, when you yeah, guys the the campus. College thing, yeah. Which was really, yeah. really cool. I followed and shared as much as I could when I was available to. Uh, that was phenomenal. Like I said, your episode with the, the brown bag versus the plastic bag thing. I was like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. That was like, and this is my job. I've been doing this for 10 years. That was such yeah. a cool uh, tip. So if yeah. you're listening out there, please check out all of Bev's stuff. Make sure you uh, follow her, give her some likes, give her some shares, do all that stuff. She is doing fantastic work with uh, Asphalt Anthropology. And this has been, oh, yeah, sorry, we're going to continue the conversation. I kind of left you on a teaser here. This oh, is yeah. happening, but now you got to pay for it, suckers. It's $5 <laughs> on my Patreon. All the final thoughts from every episode are on there. It's only 5 bucks a month. You're getting four to five mini podcasts a month on it. It's definitely worth your investments, less than a cup of and, super cheap coffee. And we're really getting heated now. so <laughs> Yeah, so it's going to get pretty crazy. So this is the end of the free podcast. Uh, join us over for final thoughts where we continue this conversation.